Hello and welcome to Tranquil Awakenings with me, Debbie Ison. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about love language. So when I refer to love language, I am talking about how we express love for other people and the ways which we receive it. And I wanted to talk to you about this today because I recently had an interesting experience with two of my clients. Now, one of my clients was a female executive, very hardworking, always busy, traveling a lot. However, she was going through some issues, having going through the process of the menopause. And so she came to see me for some help dealing with the hot flashes, dealing with the stress and the brain fog. But as part of our conversation, one evening she came in and she was most aggrieved. It had been her anniversary with her partner. However, she felt unnoticed and unrecognised. It was a very important anniversary for them. They'd been together for a number of years, although they lived separately. And she had bought him the most beautiful, expensive watch. He had got her a card, but very little else. And she felt very frustrated that she'd put all this effort into this beautiful gift and she hadn't got one in return. We worked on the session, helped her to feel more relaxed. However, a few days later, I was presented with the same story from a completely different perspective. I also had a male client working with me. And he was feeling rather frustrated. He'd come to work with me for confidence and self-esteem. But he was also in a long-term relationship, his partner living separate to him. And he felt that they were very compatible on all levels. However, because she was always so busy, there was very little quality time that they had together. And he was starting to feel very neglected and wondering if it was the right relationship for him. Now, I was a bit puzzled by this because I thought, this isn't quite adding up. These two people have got different surnames, so I hadn't cottoned on that they were the partner. And also, the female client had given a different first name for her partner than this male client that was sat in front of me. But I was convinced they were connected. The light bulb then fully came on. When as my male client was talking, he explained how he had had a discussion with a colleague at work. And as he was narrating what had been said, he referred to himself by a different name. I said, hang on a minute, you've just called yourself a different name. He says, oh yeah, people that are close to me, they call me by my middle name rather than my first name. I was right, it was the same person. Now, I had the bit of the conundrum to deal with. How was I going to make these two people aware that they were having the same sort of concerns that could be very easily dealt with without me breaking any sort of data protection or confidentiality? As we carried on speaking, me and the gentleman decided that it would be a good idea for him to speak to his partner and explained to her how he was feeling, and that also he was working with me. 
And I thought, regardless of whether they find out that they're both working with me or not, hopefully a positive resolution will come of it. Because I normally wouldn't work with more than one client if they were in a relationship and it was to do with relationship issues because there could be a conflict of interest. However, I'd had no way of knowing. A couple of days later, they made contact with me. They'd had a discussion and they had found out between them that they were both working with me and they very much felt that it would benefit them coming to see me together. So we arranged a joint session and as part of that session, we discussed love language. And this was a real eye-opener for both of them. It freed them up to realise that they gave and expressed love in a different way to the other. And by understanding each other's expectations and needs, all they needed to do was make a few simple adjustments so that they could both feel valued and appreciated. The situation was soon resolved and I've recently heard from them that they're getting on better than ever. So, what are the different types of love language? Gary Chapman wrote a book about love language and he described that there were five main ways of giving and receiving love. The first of those are words of affirmation. They are saying supportive things to your partner. It's making them feel that you notice them and you're giving them those nice compliments and words of affirmation. Now, we all tend to have a primary way that we give and receive love. So as I'm going through these, I'm going to get you to ask yourself some questions to see what feelings they elicit for you to help identify what's your primary love language. So if you suspect words of affirmation hold a great deal of importance to you, you can simply ask yourself, how do you feel when you hear your partner offering encouraging, positive and affirming words or compliments? If that promotes a really strong, positive feeling within you, then it's a good indicator that that holds importance. The second love language is that of acts of service. This is doing helpful things for your partner, being of use. And you can ask yourself, how do you feel when your partner helps you with tasks that reduce your burden or ease your stress? If you feel that's of importance, then it's a good indicator that that is a priority for you and your relationship to be going successfully. Another love language, the third one, is that of receiving gifts. That is giving your partner gifts that tell them that you are thinking about them. And you can ask yourself, how do you feel when your partner gets you a thoughtful or extravagant gift? The fourth is quality time. That's spending meaningful time with your partner. And you can ask yourself, how do you feel when your partner gives you their undivided attention and you engage with them in meaningful conversational activities? I know personally in my relationship, this is of great importance to us both. Although it's not perhaps the primary love language we use, we certainly begin to notice the negative impact if we're not getting enough quality time together. If 
we end up busy. We've got children. We've got busy full-time jobs. We've got a house that we're renovating. And as soon as we identified that that was a really important method of connection for us both, we've started to draw out little pockets of time where we can go on dates. They don't have to be very long, just doing something meaningful together. Whether it's having a conversation, sometimes we've gone to things like crazy golf or axe throwing. And it's just given us that time where we're focused on one another, we've put our phones away, and it's really helped to improve our relationship. The final love language being physical touch. This is that being close to your partner, being caressed by your partner, that physical contact. And you can ask yourself, how do you feel when your partner shows you affection through touch? Now, for me, touch is probably my primary love language. Now, it didn't used to be. Years ago, before I had dealt with my traumas and insecurities, I would very much hold back in terms of physical contact. I would want it and need it, but would be uncertain as to how to give that out in a comfortable and natural way. I didn't grow up in a particularly tactile family. So early on in my adulthood, I'd be much more comfortable giving a handshake at a distance rather than having physical contact. However, as I settled into my relationship, I started to recognise just how important physical touch was for helping me to feel safe, to feel connected. And it was also really important if me and my partner had a disagreement to make me know that everything was okay. My partner, however, his primary love language are those words of affirmation. He needs those words of encouragement and support and praise in order to feel noticed and recognised. Now, words for me don't hold so much importance. So I have made a special effort since I've come to recognise this to make sure I'm giving that praise and encouragement regularly. Now, there are certain things you need to be aware of when you're interacting with your partner, things that you need to recognise that perhaps you need to make shifts with if you identify that your partner has a primary love language that's different to yours. So if your partner needs words of affirmation, something that's going to start to cause problems in your dynamic is not recognising or appreciating their effort, failing to acknowledge them. So what you can do instead is you need to be listening actively to them. You need to be giving words of affirmation and encouragement. So it might be sending them a text message throughout the day. It might be leaving a note on the fridge or the cupboard door before you go to work. It might be sending them a card or a love letter as well as the verbal words that come out of your mouth. Now, if for your partner, acts of service are of primary importance, things that's going to really start to annoy them and cause problems are the lack of following through, whether it's on small or large tasks. If you're not doing what you've said to help them, they're going to start to feel neglected and that their needs are not being met. So instead, What you can do to help them is go out of your way to help with chores, to make them breakfast, to do little jobs that they would normally do around the house. Think of what would lighten their load and help them. Likewise, if this is important to you, you can't expect your partner to be a mind reader. 
in this scenario, it's important to let your partner know that you're wanting help. Explain that it's important to you. Explain that these needs need to be met. And by helping you, it will really fulfill you and it will make the dynamic more balanced between you. It's the same with any of these different varieties of love language. Make it clear to your partner, have a discussion, talk about the different love language. Is it the same? Do you and your partner match or is there something differing? And how would it be best to make sure you both are mindful of meeting those needs? If it's the other person's a very if the other person's got a very different style, they may need training and practice on it. That repetition to be, for it to become a habit. So rather than feeling let down that your partner hasn't got it immediately, accept that this may take time and be supportive with each other as you're making these changes. So when it comes to receiving gifts, one of the things you're going to do to really wind up your partner is if you give unenthusiastic gifts. If you're unenthusiastic when you're receiving gifts, and if you're forgetting those special occasions. Now, for me, this is something I'm a little bit guilty of. It's not one of my priorities, and it's not something that's high on my needs. Of course, I love receiving thoughtful gifts from people. It's really touching, but it's not the primary thing that I think about. So I'm often forgetting other people's birthdays or special events. And it isn't because I don't care about them. It isn't because I don't think about them. It's that I express my love and affection in different ways. So if receiving and giving gifts is a priority to your partner, ask your partner what it is they would really like. And when you found out what they would really like, also take note. Become aware of any of their interests, anything that they enjoy doing, and create thoughtful gifts around them. So it may be a homemade gift or it may be going out and purchasing something that they really enjoy. And also make sure that you express gratitude when you receive the gift, recognising that it's important that that thoughtfulness has been considered. One of my friends found this was a real game changer for her and her partner. She loves drinking different types of gin. Now, when her partner approached me to say, what on earth should I get her for a birthday? He was going to get her a household appliance. And I said, no, 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 no. That's something that she needs to run the house. It's not something that she's going to want as a gift. Instead, how about you take her gin tasting? And that's what they did. They had a wonderful time together. And she found two or three new gins that she really enjoyed. And since then, he's been buying them as gifts for Christmases, birthdays, anniversaries. And she feels like he really gets her. If quality time is what's important to your partner, something that's going to cause a problem is if you are getting distracted when you're spending time together. If you are on your phone, if you are sending emails. Now, it's really easily done if you're self-employed, if you're busy at work, if you're working from home. But it needs to be an absolute priority sometimes just to put those phones away, to turn the TV off and to just get quality one-to-one -one time together. It's about creating those special moments. It might be going for a walk together. It might be small activities to do with one another. But if you're spending that time, make sure it is solely devoted to your partner and that you keep focused and engaged. 
Now, when it comes to physical touch, obviously it's not going to go down very well if you're neglectful. If you fail to give your partner a kiss when you're going to work in the morning, if you fail to give those hugs or strokes. And of course, you should never, ever be physically abusive. So when that lack of affection is experienced, that's going to start to cause a gap between you both. So simple things you can do is just reminding yourself to give hugs, to give kisses, to cuddle. It's all about that non-verbal affection. It's all about the touch. So it could be performing massages. It could be anything you want, really. And it's all there to help the individual to feel better, to feel response that you're responsive to their needs. Now, of course, as I've gone over this, I've been referring to romantic partners. However, this doesn't apply just to romantic partners. I think this applies in general. I think you can take note of what's important to your friends, to your family, to your colleagues, how they express love and affection, how they value different friendships in different ways. And you can make sure that you are mirroring their love language so that they understand that you care about them. So if you've got a child that needs lots of hugs, make sure you're giving them those hugs. One of my children is very like that. They're very, very tactile. Whereas another one of my children needs more words of affirmation. They need to hear that encouragement. The other child, I've got three children, likes to spend that quality time. It's doing that one-to-one activity that makes it really special for them. It's just taking note of other people's preferences, and you can do that by noting their reactions and how they respond, how they respond to that love language. Now, of course, this also extends to yourself. Now, I think it's really important that you are showing yourself love and affection. So if words of affirmation are important to you, You could be writing a journal or a diary. It might be saying positive mantras or affirmations to yourself. It might be giving yourself words of encouragement. If acts of service are your way of expressing love, then it might be that you take time for self-care. It might be time that you take yourself for some exercise or to eat a healthy meal or go and have some therapy. Making sure you're being of service to yourself, organising yourself, scheduling, making appointments, taking care of your needs to make your life easier. If you like receiving gifts, treat yourself every now and again. It might be that you buy yourself some craft activities. It might be you buy a nice bottle of perfume or aftershave. Buy yourself those little luxuries so that you can feel like you're special. If quality time is what you crave and desire, make sure you're penciling that out for you, particularly if you're very busy in life. Make sure you block out time to go for a massage, to go and do an activity that you enjoy, to do a craft or just sit and watch the television. Maybe even meditate or do some self-hypnosis. Spend that time with yourself to really connect in. And if it's physical touch, it might be that you take yourself for a massage. It might be that you go for a swim or do some exercise so you can feel yourself connecting in with the body. It might be that you wrap yourself in a warm, snuggly blanket, something that gives you that tactile sensation. So from today, 
I hope you have started to consider your primary love languages and also the people around you and how by becoming more aware of this, you can improve your dynamics and your relationships so that not only are you taking better care of yourself, you're also able to be more responsive to the people you love and better able to approach others and communicate what it is you want and need, whilst also being open to listen to their needs and that they may be different to yours. Whatever you're doing, I hope you have a great day. Take care and bye-bye for now. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you are interested in what we do, please go to my website, www.tranquil-awakenings.co.uk. As well as information on the therapies I offer, there is also links to my Past Life Regression Therapist Programme and my Professional Hypnotherapy Training Programmes. If you are looking for online training for self-development, please go to debbieison.thinkific.com. And also remember to follow me on social media. Simply on Facebook, type in Tranquil Awakenings to find my business page. And I'm also on Instagram. I love hearing from you. Please do send any comments or questions. And if you have any ideas of what you would like me to talk about on future episodes, please do send me a message. Mm -hmm.